इंग्लैंड क्रोएशिया ओके इंग्लैंड क्रोएशिया एडिट आउट द बिगनिंग द या द लास्ट टाइम लास्ट टाइम वाज अ मिस्टेक आई आई मूव्ड इट एंड देन आई फॉरगॉट टू लाइक पुल इट ऑफ द द दिस थिंग व्हाट यू कॉल the channel and that ended up screwing the whole thing up it's cool uh but yeah thanks for pointing it out dude because it's so soft talking about someone is having zoom sex. call sex hey <laughs> 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 shall we start yeah go for it go for it said hello everyone this is episode 19 of who scored again and th- and today we are going to be talking about the euro 20 happening in 2021 uh i'm siddarth i'm joined by what Abhin. happened to the euro joke okay let me do, do it again yeah, do the joke just <laughs> 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 it's fine it's fine oh god uh Okay, start. Yeah. Hi everyone. Welcome back to Who Scored Again. This is episode 19 talking about Euro 20 happening in 2021. That joke deserves all of us to like get out of this podcast like right now. The more I, I think know. about it, <laughs> the more I think about it I'm just like, huh? Wait, what is it again? Euro never mind. You know what? We'll just get on with the bloody show. Anyway, the usual four idiots are here. And also as i was mentioning to these guys pre podcast it's the it's the most happening part of the post season i sound like a totally weird american but okay i don't care euros the euros are finally here uh, they begin in, in about at the end of the week so what we're going to do in this week's episode is we're going to go through each group we're going to highlight who our favorites to go through the groups will be uh, who to watch out for and who we ultimately think is going to end up winning the entire goddamn thing to make it a little more competitive uh we've we might just pick our winners and ultimately we'll probably get a dinner or slash drinks on us by which i mean it it will probably be one amongst the four of us so anyway uh shall we get started let's jump straight into it First of all, how is everyone? Have we? I haven't spoken to you guys in a while. Same old lockdown. Same old lockdown stuff. I had the most exciting weekend. I, I'm assuming because I uh, we did this staycation with a few of my friends uh, up at Prestige Golshaya. Okay. We went there uh, Friday. Got back mm-hmm. uh, yesterday. Nice. Uh, so so uh, it was it was nice. We got a villa to ourselves. Uh, celebrated a friend's birthday. In fact. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was good. It was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it was really needed. I would say. I can imagine, dude. I am actually contemplating one taking uh, taking one this weekend. It's just, it's uh, really, really getting to yeah, my nerves. Much needed. Point. Much needed. Much needed at this point. Uh, but okay, let's quickly look into the group stages, and I think there's only one place for us to begin. Let's look at Group A. and in group a we have italy switzerland turkey and wales now italy had possibly one of the best qualifying runs they played 10 won 
drew nil lost nil obviously scored 37 goals along the way and have only conceded four they haven't conceded a goal in their last six games i think a, lo- a large part of it i attribute to mancini who i think is my x factor for their team because ever since he's come on board he's really made that team batten down the hatches they've uh, they've been watertight at the back they're really good going forward lorenzo insigne has been excellent for for napoli and he and he's a weird combination of attack and creativity which is going to cause a lot of defenses defenses problems in the group at least in at least in, in the group series that they're in uh are also switzerland also had a pretty impressive run they played eight won five drew two lost one and uh scored 19 in the process and conceded six so they were pretty high scoring then is zakaria who is at monchen gladback as a defensive midfielder is their uh, rising star i feel if he has a good tournament he's going to go far turkey who is what kind of my dark horse to win the entire thing also had a pretty impressive run they played 10 uh, 1 7 drew two lost one scored 18 goals and conceded only three buruk ilmaz is my uh, is my pick because that man has been on fire for lille of late especially given the fact that they ended up winning they ended up winning the championship yeah so in 28 games ilmaz has scored 16 goals and gotten five assists and in the recent world cup qualifiers he's he scored four goals in three games so he's going into this tournament on a bit of a hot streak so i expect big things from him um wales i think are are the last uh, team in the group and they're in a bit of a, a flux at the moment given ryan giggs's issues off the field they've played eight won four drew two lost two scored 10 and conceded six my pick for this it was a bit left of field i think dan james is going to be their best scorer because he ends up playing through the middle and i and with teams focusing on gareth bale uh, given his his star man qualities i believe that opens up a lot more space for dan james to run in through the center and take advantage of some uh, slightly lax defending uh, abin how are you seeing the teams placed in this group in my opinion i think italy make it out the, make it out of the group on top uh, they are followed by turkey who i think are going to surprise quite a fair, fair few people as i mentioned earlier Switzerland are coming third, and Wales brings up the rare in fourth. My Group A looks like Italy uh, finishing first. I think they finish with uh, nine points. I think uh, it's close between Switzerland and Wales for me, but uh, Switzerland finishes second for me, uh, just because of the pedigree that they have. Uh, they've they've been uh, doing well in the last few tournaments. So mm-hmm. just just for that reason, I have Switzerland second. Okay. I have Wales third and Turkey fourth. I think Wales has an outside chance to qualify uh, out of the group as uh, as the third team. So, according to me, for Italy, we have uh, Donnarumma as my X factor, as as the stats suggest that he's not conceded in the last four games that they've played. Um, for Switzerland, I think Zach, the link up between Zach and Shakiri in the midfield will uh, help them out. Okay. Um, For Turkey, uh, as I've been already mentioned, the stats of Yilmaz, I think he's going to be quite instrumental for the team. And uh, for Wales, we'll have either Dan James or Bale coming through for them. Both both of them are in form for their national teams in a normal circumstance. So mm-hmm. hopefully that will help them pull through. Um, I have Italy as my number one pick for the team for the for this group. Turkey going second, Wales third, and Switzerland fourth. I think you three guys have already uh, pretty much covered the the people that will come come through for these teams. 
um i think italy if they play a double pivot i think they might play jorginho so he might be very influential in that midfield especially for high pressing teams switzerland and, and turkey i completely agree with with the names that you guys put out wales i think uh, i think dan james and bale but i don't know if bale has played that many games at the highest level like for the premier league he came through against the smaller teams he hasn't come through for the bigger teams yet so in in terms of position in this group uh, i've picked italy to come number 1 uh, turkey to come uh, second switzerland to come third and wales to come fourth okay uh, so we quickly move on to group b in actually no before that um i feel we've all more or less had the same pick except for sid now what is the reasoning behind why you think switzerland are pipping uh, turkey to that second place i just think uh, pedigree i think switzerland have been there done that uh, they've uh, i think in uh, in the 2016 world cup uh, i'm sorry 2016 euros as well they qualified out of their group 2014 world cup they qualified out of their group 20 uh, 16 euros sorry they qualified out of the group 2018 world cup as well a uh, 2018 world cup i think they disappointed a little honestly but yeah i think just the sheer pedigree of uh, of switzerland i think they they just get through because of the experience that they have uh, but again for me it's a it's a toss up between switzerland and wales turkey don't have that much of a of an experience they could be the dark horse like you said out of this group but i think it's a point flip between switzerland and wales I mean wales were in the semi finals in the last euros i i'm sure you guys remember that so yeah but I, but i feel like that team came to the end of the cycle and i feel that the swiss team are also coming to the end of the cycle uh, because 2016 was what 5 years ago and we can all safely say that gareth bale is not the player he was 5 years ago um i think chris coleman was the manager back then uh, now they have yep. ryan giggs who's is embroiled in a in a court case so i doubt that's going to do them any favors in general i think the wales team is an aging team i think the swiss team is also an aging team uh even the turkish team is quite aging because let's bro kilmas is 35 years old no see the thing is turkey definitely have a younger uh, overall squad uh, i think they have kalaho nonklu as well the guy from ac milan yeah uh so uh, and as you said i think switzerland and wales are coming to the end of their life cycle and turkey might just be starting theirs mm. but i it's just about pedigree i think switzerland and wales have a just a little bit more pedigree than turkey so i think they pipped turkey Let's see. Let's see what happens. This is football heritage. <laughs> <laughs> so group B, yeah. and um, I, I think it's no big secret as to who is going to progress in this group. So group B consists of Belgium, Russia, Denmark, and Finland. Belgium are sure to go through because much like Italy, they've won ten out of ten games that they played during qualification, scored a banging forty goals in the process, and conceded only three. Russia who are also on the group and ended up scoring 33 in the process Denmark also scored 23 and Finland ended up with 16 goals so basically every team in this group loves to score and it's many are considering Belgium to be the favorites to win the tournament and rightly so given their squad but i see enough in this group to cause them some sort of trouble along the way In spite of that I'm still going with them to finish top of the group. I'm expecting Denmark to join them because their defense is 
possibly the more water, most watered amongst the other three. Um, I expect Russia to bring in the rare because they end they end up going into this into tournaments with this Ragadurva's approach, where they just run teams down, uh, like they did in the World Cup in 2018. Finland, I expect to finish last in the group, uh, even though Timo Pukki is back and I he might just have a great explosive start. It might just push them above Denmark, but I, I don't see them, uh, which is why I see Belgium finishing top, Russia finishing third, Denmark second, and Finland fourth. Now, the players I think that are going to stand out from each group, one could, from Belgium, uh, I'm not quite sure about Kevin De Bruyne's recovery period. So, but yeah, because of uh, KDB's doubt, uh, I mean, his, like his inclusion in the squad being a doubt, I have gone with Lukaku because he scored 28 goals in 42 games this season and I feel he's looking to make a point at the Euros. I think Martinez has really got him playing well. Um, in Russia, Alex Golovin, or Golovin is, uh, who was at Monaco is also uh, due a very good tournament. So Golovin in 12 games in, uh, in Ligue 1 has 5 goals and 9 assists. So this seems like a performance, uh, this seems like a situation where a player is on the verge of something, you know, that next big transfer is incoming. And I feel Golovin is there. You have a lot of clubs and European clubs looking at looking at him. And I think that's probably uh, why I expect something big from him. Denmark, we have Christian Eriksen, who's always a threat going into national tournaments. He's not had a great season. He's only scored three goals, has zero assists. And Inter are looking to sell him. But I feel Denmark's defense will carry them through. Uh, Finland, I expect Puki to be the only one uh, to be amongst the goals. I don't think they're um, they're a particularly uh, ta- a particularly talented team, so to speak. So that those are my picks to be. You know, those are my X factor picks for each each of the teams. Does anyone have a different one? Is there something we agree on? Something we disagree on? I think I think one thing that you missed out. Uh, Denmark were also unbeaten and during the qualifiers. So oh uh, yeah. So they, I think they go through easy along with the Belgium. Uh, I, I don't think. I think for Russia, I think the uh, the warhorse uh, Zuba up yeah, top uh, could be yeah, an X, Zuba uh, could be the uh, could be an X factor as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think I I, I sort of agree with you on uh, how uh, how they're going to be placed the uh, Belgium. Denmark, Russia, Finland. This is one group that I see, as soon as I see it, I'm like, yeah, I think it's pretty nailed on group when you look at it. Yeah, I think the more, like it seems, it it seems, yeah, it seems fairly straightforward. No, So I think in in terms of Zuba, right, Mm -hmm. uh, he's had a chance to score a goal every 17 minutes during the qualifier. No, that's crazy. (laughs) So that is insane. And on an average... So he might be the X factor for Russia at this point. He and like he, a... he, if he strikes up like a good partnership with Gorgon, then nothing like it. Like they, they actually might push out Denmark. Yeah, yeah. I think Russia has got the only chance to push Denmark out. I don't think Finland. Uh, I think Finland. Uh, Finland bring up the rare. Yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah. they bring up the rare. I think. But I just think Denmark. Even the best through. Pookie party won't be enough. For like a let's save the pookie party for FPL. Yeah. If he pulls a last year's FPL, uh, last year's season, then in the Euro, then Finland do have a chance of making <laughs> yeah. it through. 
Yeah, imagine if he scores six goals in the group stages. Exactly. <laughs> if he if he scores six goals, I think Finland go through. <laughs> yeah, right. But if they concede like yeah, five, yeah. twelve of them, then <laughs> probably not. <laughs> <laughs> That is true. But okay, I think we can move on from Group B. Uh, let's quickly yeah. look at Group C. Another, actually, I wouldn't say a very straightforward group. There are quite a few uh, curveballs uh, in in this particular group. So the group consists of Netherlands, North Macedonia, Ukraine, and Austria. Now, I expect th- the stat to look for here is is with the Ukraine because the Ukraines because because Ukraine have played eight games, won six of them. drawn two and lost none in their qualifying run they've scored 17 goals in the process and conceded only four they are the they are the only team to have beaten france during qualification like we'll get to france in a bit but france lost one game and they lost that to the ukraine they have a player called tishankov or tisnakov it depends on how i i mean if you google him you get two different pronunciations uh, it's very strange he plays for dynamo kiev um he had, he has three goals in seven games uh in his last appearances for the ukraine internationally and an assist so you can he's also a kind of player who's on the cusp of getting uh, a big transfer to a big club so watch out for him north macedonia uh have goran pandev and i think that's the only thing i can really talk about because i didn't know goran pandev is still playing but at 38 he's probably the oldest player at the euros which is quite a stat uh austria haven't really had the best a qualifying run they were pr- pretty poor against england the other day um impressively i mean they've scored 19 goals and uh, they've scored 19 goals in qualification conceded 9 uh, but i don't see where the attacking threat is coming from marcel sabitzer from rb leipzig is possibly one of the danger men and david alaba is always dependable at the back but it's the rest of the team i have an issue with which brings me to the netherlands who are currently being, being who are currently being matched by frank de boer and the netherlands are a very hot and cold team uh, they had that insane game against turkey a couple of months ago and they're solely going to miss virgil van dijk at the back who is taking time off from the euros to recover from his long term injury my pick is an 18 year old called ryan gravenbach i hope i'm pronouncing his name right or graven birch and there's something about this kid this guy and owen windal who is now going to be playing left back because uh daily blind who is now being pushed to center back to accommodate for van dijk's absence is another i think is another person to look at because windal in in the league this year has created 46 chances and has six assists from left back and he's only 21 so expect something big from him uh, this season and possibly in the club seasons as well in terms of in terms of finishing in the group i think ukraine are going to go on top just because they seem to be a very impressive gelled unit netherlands will bring up the rare, will bring up uh, second place austria will austria will finish third not by a, sm- a big margin but i think the netherlands will just pip them to it and macedonia will finish fourth in spite of them having beaten germany the other day i think i think one other player uh, from north macedonia if i speak his name all of you would uh, relate to is alioski oh he's oh yeah he's so oh yeah he's, of course yeah i know i never knew he was from from there i knew he was yeah, macedonian yeah. i didn't know i did not interesting see the existence of a the existence of a north macedonia surely must indicate 
or South Macedonia, East Macedonia, West Macedonia. I'm unaware about <laughs> uh, geographical politics and how this goes. And I may be offending a few people, but I'm gen- I'm generally unaware. Alioski yeah, is, is an option. Yeah, but uh, I'd love, let's open the floor to have like more discussions on this. Who do you think is taking what? I, I mean, Ukraine also has got Zinchenko and Yarmolenko from West Ham. Oh, yeah. And City. Yeah. So, David Moyes is effective. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Austria have... Uh, I, and uh, by the way, Alaba doesn't play at the back for Austria. He plays in, uh, uh, in left mid. Okay, interesting. Yeah, he plays in midfield. I mean, I was yeah, he plays as a left winger for uh, Austria. He doesn't play at the back for, uh, for them. Mm-hmm. Even though uh, he's classified as a defender for whatever reason, but he always plays as a left midfielder for them. And I don't know if Arnautovic is going to, uh, is going to be starting, but he's also there. Uh, Where is he these days? Was he? Was he? Is he still he's in China? In China. Yeah, yeah, he's in China. Uh, but my, I think my player of this group would be Depay because he has a lot riding on him. He's looking for that big money transfer. Uh, he's on penalty duties for Netherlands. Uh, I think he's the captain as well, is he not? Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, with Van Dyke off I the think pitch. So too. Yeah. With Van Dyke, uh, I mean, uh, like he said, with Van Dyke not being there, he's the captain. So he's got a lot riding on him this time. So he could be the X factor that the Netherlands need to get them over the line. He's sad for uh, Van der Beek. He's injured. He's uh, out of the team. I mean, that man just cannot seem to catch a break. Mm-hmm. I so think for the Netherlands, even Wijnaldo might be like important. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, Genie. Yeah, I think yeah, he's, I had, uh, looked he's also looking at that big big transfer and stuff. I mean, he, I think he's already confirmed for Barcelona. Yeah, he's made. No, it. I think. I oh no, no, no! Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's going to PSG. Oh, PSG, PSG. Sorry, PSG. yeah, PSG. Not, not last yeah. minute uh, hijack, of course. Correct. Yeah, correct. yeah, uh, yeah. I saw that they almost doubled his pay and stuff like that. Yep. So I had Luke de Jong for my uh, pick for the Dutch team. He's been really good up front for them, and uh, he—I think he's going to be their X factor. Luke De Jong—he caused United a lot of issues in the Sevilla uh, f- semi-final last year, if I remember correctly. Did oh, he yes, come I don't on? That. Did he? Uh, I feel like he came on. He didn't start the game, did he? No, he, he came on and scored the winner. Yeah. 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 Sure. So I think he could be a good super sub for them as well. Mm, interesting. I, now. I, 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 I think I, I have Netherlands finishing on top in, in Group C. I don't, I don't know if you all agree with me. Yeah, I, I agree I, with you. Um, I have Netherlands like, and Ukraine going through. Uh, those, what do you have going through? Same. I have Netherlands and Ukraine. Just feel like maybe Ukraine will feel on top. I mean, Ukraine will uh, finish on top and Netherlands second. I, I agree. I, I completely... I feel... There's, there's something about... See, I don't trust Frank de Boer or as Mourinho called him, the worst manager ever in the Premier League. There's a sense of tactical naivety attached to that team. Even though they have some really interesting attacking coaches, I saw a picture of Memphis training with Ruud van Nistelrooy and if he has even a, a third of that man's goal-scoring prowess, the Netherlands will go far, but I, I don't think he does. Um... It's just, I feel defensively they can be got at and I think Ukraine will, so Ukraine Ukraine are a team that will prey on that and by which I mean they will try to suffocate and annoy teams and ultimately end up coming through. 
they might just like they they have the least amount of goals conceded in that group especially when it comes to qualifying for uh, macedonia 13 austria surprisingly nine and 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 the netherlands at seven goals so i kind of expect expect ukraine to take this and which is why i feel them which is why i feel they'll finish above the netherlands okay so oh, i yeah. think group <laughs> I, i think group d where um group d basically the win the group of the winners of the euros is what i'm talking about um <laughs> the group you go home. i totally agree with you <laughs> i totally agree with you <laughs> <laughs> i am saying it with my chest anyway let's do it uh czech republic croatia scotland and england make up group d england as per usual have the most impressive qualifying run they played eight won seven drew nil lost one scored 37 goals and conceded six in the process um i we could i think we can all safely say that there is a golden generation coming through with that english squad you we may yeah. have a different we may have our differences with gareth southgate uh, especially given how tactically stupid he is at times but i just feel there's enough talent in that squad to compensate for that uh lack of tactics from from the management and, and given the fact that this is the season where you look at the attacking prowess of this team especially given the fact that some of them can play on the wing and some of them can play in midfield with the likes of jack creelish phil foden saka kane rashford oh my just think about it. this is this is a tournament winning team <laughs> and i think with and i think jack creelish's inclusion is going to be quite something cuz teams will not have faced a player who likes to run with the ball who likes to create chances and england haven't had that for for decades i don't I mean barring Gerard Lampard and Scholes who were fit into a, a ridiculously stupid 4-4-2 system I don't remember the last time there was an English team with such attacking creativity now I have Croatia coming in in spite of all I've said I still have Croatia finishing on top of this group because I feel they're a well coached team uh, they've also they're an aging team uh, as yeah they're definitely an aging team but I feel they have enough to get over the line and get past the group stages on top i feel uh, scotland end up coming third they have someone made a very interesting point the other day is that all your their best talent is at left back and you can't really play two left backs in kieran tierney and andy robertson they have che adams who recently declared for scotland so <laughs> they've been calling him mick che adams so he could be a threat he's a bit of a pressing machine uh, a pressing machine as well so It'll be interesting to see how he does. And yeah, Czech Republic. I think I see coming in at fourth. I feel they are a they are an interesting team to watch. I feel they cause people enough problems. Uh, you have Thomas Suchek, who's had a great season with West Ham, and Vladimir Sufar, who's also had a great season with West Ham. Uh, so those two could combine to cause some serious problems for the other competitors in that group. So to cap it off, I have Croatia finishing top of the top of the table. England second, Scotland third, and the Czech uh, coming in at fourth. I think I have the same thing as uh, same thing as you have been. I have Croatia first, England second, Scotland, and Czech Republic. Uh, 
I think I think the talisman for Croatia is Modric. I think it goes without saying. He's going to be their man. Yeah. He is the current golden ball winner. And everything is going to go through Modric. If Modric doesn't perform well, Croatia don't play well. That's it. It's it's as simple as. So, and the only reason I have Croatia finishing ahead of England is because the first game, I think, comes too early for Maguire. And without Maguire... Uh, England are are pretty, uh, uh, I would say, I wouldn't say very, but they're fairly brittle Fragile. at the back without yeah yeah without Maguire. So especially yeah, after that, that, uh, after I saw Tyron Mings, uh, what do you call? <laughs> and and uh, he. He's playing the wrong kind of football. Let's just say that. I think. I think. I think. What that point you touched on earlier. I think uh, Southgate's ineptness with respect to tactical ability is going to cost England. England the Euros. Uh, they are, uh, you put somebody else with this England team. I think they. They definitely are. Are the favorites, if you ask me, uh, or at least one of the favorites. Uh, I would put them in the top three favorites. Even now, they're top three favorites, on, but only because of Southgate's tactical uh, ineptitude that they're probably going to not... They're, they'll probably make the semis and then crumble under the pressure, I think. That's that's what I see happening to England. But having said that, I think Scotland are a pretty decent team, if you ask me. It's just that they're in a tough group. If you put Scotland in a different group, say like a group uh, Group B, I think they would have made it through because they have a pretty decent team. They have Jay Adams, they have Mexos, they have mm-hmm. Ryan Fraser, John McGinn. Uh, yeah, John McGinn. Tierney. Tierney, yeah. They have a pretty decent team. I mean, it's it's not a bad team. Uh, but I just, I, I think uh, they they lucked out with the, with the group that they're in. So, Feel for them. Yeah, Czech Republic, I think, bring up the rear. I, I don't think I need to say anything more. They probably get one point, maybe, for, with a draw against Scotland. Maybe, but I don't see them progressing. Watch them beat England. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually think that about England, the the players or the talent was never the problem. Mm. Like you mentioned, like it was like Terry, Lam, uh, Lampard, Gerard. Rooney, all playing in one team, and these are legendary players. Uh, the thing was that they could never play together, or they never found the right way to play together. Or, or sometimes, like back in the day, they hated each other so much that they didn't want to play together. Uh, in in England, dressing room itself, there'd be a Manchester camp, there'd be a Liverpool camp, all that. I think the good thing in this generation is that that sort of disappeared. Yeah, I agree. But I still think they don't know how to play together that well. Like, like look at Croatia, right? Most of those guys, they are an aging squad. But they have played together so much that they understand each other. And uh, that's that's their USP in this group. That I don't think the other guys have. What's happened and, to Rak- Rakitic? Yeah. Speaking of Croatia, what's happened to Rakitic? He hasn't I don't think he makes... I don't think he made the squad either. Yeah, what's happened sure. to him? Like... I assume they're, but I assume Manzukic, uh, Rebic have all made the squad, right? Yeah, all of them are there. It's just, mm. it, yeah. it, it was a little baffling yeah. for me when I found out he wasn't there. Oh, yeah. you the, the good no. thing about Modric is that um, he's finally back in form. Like, you see the last few Real Madrid games, 
he's done some absolute vision passes like vision 100 passes where he just <laughs> okay. puts the ball like 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 left right from like deep <laughs> to Vinicius junior someone sets the bump and they just run and score a goal so i i i'm sure like he he'll do that again in, in the world cup i mean in the euros yeah so i think the f- the first game of the group between england and uh, croatia is going to decide who comes up on top yeah basically um, yeah basically but i think i have i have croatia coming up on top agreeing with all of you um so let's see how how the group goes I, i'm obviously hoping england win the whole thing being an england england fan and stuff but uh, let's see how it goes don't want to get They're- my hopes up too high they're definitely winning take it from me i feel it i i am like in in we, we do this every year every tournament and it's fine it all goes down here from there it will be a hilarious brexit year if they if they win the euros and they've done a brexit <laughs> <laughs> have you seen have you seen, irony <laughs> have you seen the video of that bald guy booing in front of his tv this <laughs> there's a so every, you know like right now there's an issue going around with players taking the knee and like fans booing them yeah yeah, yeah. so there was a bald guy who stood in front of who sat on his tv and as they were kneeling he kept going boo boo and twitter being twitter took that clip put soldier boy superman in there and so he, <laughs> <laughs> so he goes boo crack the soldier boy boo <laughs> <laughs> got to love Twitter. the internet yeah twitter is undefeated anyway um, i think we can move on to let's move on to group e uh in group e again this looks like a fairly straightforward group you have poland sweden slovakia and spain i think spain come out on top the one interesting fact about the spanish squad this time is there are no real madrid players going to the euros some it's the first are, time it's the first time ever i think Yeah, first time ever. First time ever. So I think, uh, but, and also <laughs> a bit of a scary. Like I mean, as we're recording this, this is uh, it may change by the time the, the podcast comes out. But Bushkets has tested positive for COVID, so which means the entire team is quarantining, and there is a very strong possibility the under twenty ones play the first game on Sunday. Yeah, they, they all have oh, to go for a round of tests. and they might not be allowed to to play yeah so expect all kinds of shit this year which is why i'm not even looking at fantasy i know said is but i'm like just don't have the bandwidth to like deal with that bullshit all over again <laughs> yeah, i totally agree with you I I'm, i'm always down for a good fantasy <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be actually fun in stream <laughs> we'll put that as the as the cover art for the for the podcast is <laughs> done okay but i but having said that i think uh, yeah yeah i think uh, this is a pretty straight i mean uh, pretty straight forward group but a sweden uh, the sweden of the 2018 world cup show up there may be a bit of a surprise but uh, with yeah, lindelof playing with lindelof playing center back i don't think they're going anywhere Oh, of course or I don't have I finished starts does he yeah he starts dude what he is starts, oh, starts. okay yeah then then they definitely losing 
so I I forgot that Lindelof is playing for playing at the back of Sweden, and I had and I had Sweden finishing third. I would like to revise that to fourth, <laughs> but <laughs> because I'm anyway. actually excited to see this uh, Perentorus. I don't yeah, know if they play him. Speaking of uh, Perentorus, uh, Torres Dodds, uh, uh, he is my X factor for Spain. I think he starts, and I think he has a. has a breakout uh, tournament for spain this this uh, this time around spain don't have a striker do they who they, they've taken morata and gone morata yeah, yeah i was just going to say that that's their uh, uh, kryptonite i guess morata yeah. is always on the offside potentially like he, he's like always living the uh, it's like the spanish they don't morata. have a proper striker yeah they have uh, they've taken adama traore and gone no yeah Yeah, yeah but he he's a he's like a midfielder or winger he's yeah. like a winger he can't play him up top right i think they'll yeah. try pushing i mean like i expect when spain decide to go for broke they'll push him to to try and like stretch the stretch that defense but they have a he can't play center right you need someone center hold on hold on they have that more yeah they've turned moreno who they have moreno from villarreal yeah yeah no yeah, he's oh, he's going So I, yeah. I mean, but he's more of a what do you call a, a rough and tumble kind of striker, right? So he's more, yeah. he's not that. He's like Firmino, more, more. He's more like Firmino rather than like a Lewandowski or a or a or a Diego Costa. Oh wait, so wait, I just clocked this. You mean we're going to see Moreno versus Lindelof again? Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Watch him make this bat- the same bloody mistake over and over again. Ah, okay. Anyway, so we'll uh, no, quickly. I wanted to ask: Do you think this Spanish this Spanish team can can pull off tiki-taka position style football? No, because that whole golden so... generation is gone. Yeah. yeah, they could only because they have they have uh, uh, Alcantara and Busquets, and they uh, also have they... Pedri, who is uh, like... Pedri. Yeah. But Busquets is not going to play now, right? Of course, so. Yeah, I mean now with uh, then I think that they're Rodrigo, no? Then he won't play for two weeks, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Ro- Rodrigo will, will fill in. Uh, yeah, Rodrigo. I would imagine. Yeah, who's also really good. So Rodrigo yeah. and Akintara are, are a pretty decent midfield. I think the midfield, midfield and the wings are not the problem as much as the center is because if if teams like you, let's not forget uh, Spain thumped Germany just a few months ago, six nil or something. Torres scored a hat trick in that game. So this team is capable of pulling off something special. I don't think they'll play the brand of tiki taka football that the Spanish national side made famous between 2008 to 2012 where they were virtually unplayable. They had the Euros World Cup and the Euros, right? What a what a run. Yeah, 3P. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And like um so I but I expect them to go far like to go deep in the tournament to sort to a certain extent. Pedri is my player to watch because he seems to be a very promising talent. the The name New Iniesta is being banded about. He seems, and I feel he could be the crux uh, around which the the national team builds their future on. Um, I have Slovakia finishing bottom of the group. Uh, uh, Skriniar, who plays for Inter, the very impressive season with them, uh, could be a potential threat. Uh, Hamzik is also another. Choice and I feel Hamzik is always going to be a threat for whichever tournament he plays. Uh, Sweden have uh, have uh, Kulusevski, who I 
who's had a decent not i mean an okay season i guess he plays more of a winger slash midfielder but it could be a prime for a tournament where he explodes onto the scene and poland who i have finishing second are obviously they, they had one loss in in their entire qualifying run and uh, they they scored 18 goals and, and conceded only five so they're no pushovers as well obviously like need i say who i think the x factor of poland is going to be <laughs> not at all <laughs> you need lewandowski yeah. for the poland squad do they have anybody to help lewandowski score that many Blas- goals blaschkowski blaschkowski is he still playing he's still playing for them ah he played them in the qualifiers i don't know if he's there in the squad for the They're not a pushover. Poland's never been a pushover. They were in the quarterfinals last uh, last Euros. They had Krakowiak. Of course, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. <laughs> They yeah. have the click, the click guy from Leeds. Oh, Matas Click, yeah. yeah. Click, Matas yeah, Click. click. Yeah. yeah. And they're Bednarek. Oh, I don't know. And Bednarek, yeah. I think we agree when, in terms of group standings, uh, we have Spain uh, going up, qualifying first. Poland qualifying second, Sweden third, and Slovakia fourth. Is there anyone who would like to challenge that? <laughs> no, no. I think we all agree with the standings as mentioned by you. Okay, now it comes down to Group F, the group of death. We saved the best for last, and what what a group this is. We have France, Hungary, Portugal, and Germany. two teams are going to qualify out of this and i feel you know there's i i understand that there is a third place team rule but i feel that one of two teams is going to take a bit of a battering uh, and end up finishing third so france had the most impressive run up in qualification uh, in qualification played 10 1-8 uh, drew one lost one scored 25 goals conceded six uh, hungary had a pretty uh moderate run i think they ended up scoring only eight goals but they've conceded 11 that could be a problem so and portugal a team that are stacked have no issue scoring they scored 22 conceded six uh germany i think are also uh, uh i mean no pushovers they didn't lose at all during qualifying uh, they won seven out of the eight games and no yeah they lost one right they, they lost one to spain there yeah. They lost to Northern Macedonia, right? Yeah, they, right, they yeah. lost to North Macedonia. Yeah, that was in the World yeah. Cup qualifiers or Euro qualifiers. Oh, not sure. I think that was the World Cup qualifiers. Okay. Anyway, fine. Let me do that bit again. Uh, Germany again don't have a scoring problem either. They've scored thirty and conceded only seven. So, in spite of Timo Werner's misfirings in front of goal, I think um, Germany have a. I, I feel Germany might just push through, even though. like the list uh, the list i have has france coming on top portugal coming second germany third and hungary fourth i feel there's something about that german squad and i feel like this enough has happened in this world currently for timo werner to have a redemption arc and i feel it's coming in this tournament i just feel against with games against portugal and hungary he's going to get enough opportunities to like bang in a few goals and that's going to push his mojo all the way back up and we could see the rebirth of uh, of the striker i actually think maybe werner doesn't try to strike so huh. they might leave that job to like muller or something 
he can like draw defenders or hold up play or something like that i think muller is one of the last breed of his kind that plays center forward i don't mm. think we see any more center forwards anymore we don't in world football uh or is the only one i know actually current center forward everyone else is a cam or something like that uh so they might give that goal scoring role to muller or or all the, uh, other people around him but germany with a new coach and all that they look like they look a little shaky hey, it's the same coach I, it's still it's the same coach it's just still the okum low it's his last and that's coach. even worse because he will he didn't do great last world cup he hasn't been doing great and they, they lost to northern macedonia in the, uh, in in a world cup qualifier the highest search that day in germany was how did or why did germany lose to northern macedonia it was kind of hilarious and it's funny because they didn't even lose to the whole of macedonia they just lost to the north of it that's like instead of losing to bangalore fc you lose to like shivaji nagar fc or something like that <laughs> kind of unheard of dude right uh hey, that can happen once in a while we can know. never ever go to north macedonia ever <laughs> 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 I mean I don't know if I, I don't know honestly I don't know where it is <laughs> Macedonia <laughs> it's in it's in Europe yeah, yeah. the, the, other, no, the other thing Sherlock. I think about uh, Portugal is uh, Bruno Fernandes might actually be the big man not Ronaldo oh, no 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 it's Ronaldo nobody nobody upstages Ronaldo no but you see Ronaldo. this time there will be ego clashes I can see it coming. I mean, I just don't think I know Bruno has ego. It's just that the guy's got that uh Roy Keane. He's got the talent, talent to back him up, right? Yeah, he's got the talent and everything to back him up. Yeah. Um I'm saying that the team's tactics might not be passed to Ronaldo. They might be like pass to Bruno also sometimes. At least 25% you give Bruno, uh, 75% you give to Ronaldo. <laughs> no, but I I think I think this group it i think it's easy to say that the uh, one third place team will come out of this group yeah i agree but, uh i think uh, like you said i think france uh, for me france is winning the entire thing so france comes up france is uh, france, france is so stacked yeah france like, is too stacked like, they, they can stack. play three different teams they can play oh. exactly uh, they can like put out three teams and probably all the three teams and will make win it to the semi finals yeah. correct So, so you know there are some big big players like you know Sane could have gone for the Spanish national team but he chose Germany um just like that there is really top high pedigree almost 10 12 players who haven't chosen to play for Spain because they wanted a guaranteed spot in their na- in some other national team squad so i i i also think that they, they are the ones that will go all the way through to win this i don't I I think France. France I I think France yeah. are going to get knocked out in the semis. No oh, man. They're, I they're feel not trust England. Uh, <laughs> yeah, to England. Honestly, I tell you what. <laughs> I have Kanté as the X factor. Yeah. If Kanté stays Correct. healthy the entire tournament, France win it all. I just think uh with Kanté, Pogba in mid Kanté, Pogba, Griezmann in midfield, uh, you can't really I don't uh, think uh, Griezmann is the player. Griezmann, he... Sorry, not Griezmann. Griezmann, no. Yeah. But uh, I think they probably played Toliso or Matuidi. No, not Matuidi. Matuidi is not even there. They, they, that's yeah. a, that's the problem. Barring the the spine, 
I mean, the, at the back, they are a shambles. Uh, like if I had to pick, I mean, I went with Marcus Thuram as the X factor because I feel he's going to bring something new and dynamic to that team. And is, uh, he, is he related to Lillian Thuram? Yeah, he's his son. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's like like the baton is being passed down. But uh, yeah, but I I just feel at the back, France can be got at, and I don't think Mbappe likes tracking back. Deschamps is notorious for playing a very defensive system. And I don't think Umtiti is the player he was. Varane is evidently not the player he was. The one, I think the one X factor, which I, I'm not quite sure if the other people have mentioned, like if you guys have mentioned it in your team, is the inclusion of Karim Benzema. I was yeah. going to say Karim Benzema. I was going to say mm-hmm. Karim Benzema. He could be an X factor. Because in uh, Germany, I have Gnabry as an X factor. Yeah, that's also not a bad shout. I think Gnabry is... Uh, is going to have a, a great Euros. I, I totally see why. But yeah, but going back, going, coming back to France, I think Benzema makes a case for a very strong X-Factor given his exclusion from the side for so long. And for perfectly valid reasons, you may have... He may be a great player, but he's a bit of an asshole. Just, let's just say that. Give, with his attacking prowess up front, France have an entirely new dynamic. I feel with... And, that, and they could basically be the team that says you score three, we'll score five. I don't but think... you know that's sh- not going to happen. But you know it's, that's not going to happen. Right? It's not because if, they, if he relies on Griezmann, who I think is kind of past it, he's not the same impact player that he used to be. Uh, they can be got at left-back and right-back. Pavar, I'm not really convinced on anyway. Dini is the left-back. No, yeah. no, Pavar is playing right-back, right? Yeah, I'm saying Dini is the left-back. I don't yeah. think he can be got at that. He's, he's uh, pretty D- solid I, in defense. I think they played either Dine or Hernandez. One of... Uh, Hernandez. Uh, depends on how you pronounce it. So, Lucas Hernandez, right? Yeah. Yep. So, they they have him at left back. So, that's an interesting conundrum to this thing. Uh, in, but for a, a quick word on Hungary, uh, there's a guy called Dominic Sabotslai who's been linked with Arsenal for quite a while. He's at Salzburg, the same team that produced... Haaland, Minamino, and uh, he could have... I think he could be one of the players that has a say in how this group finishes. I don't think Hungary are going to go through, but I feel they have ample opportunity to be kingmakers, which I think they end up going, they're going to end up being. Can we just talk about Portugal for a, for a, for a minute? Because I really think... Uh, I mean, I honestly... I've always had them as a dark horse for every tournament they play. Uh, because they're never considered favorites, but I just think this this year they again they could be a surprise dark horse as usual. They're, little, they're the little winners of the last edition. What do you say? I know they're the little, but they were the dark horse last edition as well. Yeah, so, uh, they are the defending champions, but they have a stacked team as well. Like if you oh, look yeah. at it front back to front, Patricio is the goalkeeper. Mm. They have a pretty solid, uh, a solid defense as well. Pepe, Ruben Diaz, Rafael Guerrero, uh, Semedo, Joao Cancelo, Jose. Holy Font. shit! Wow. Okay, their midfield, yeah. their midfield is Bruno Fernandez, Bernardo Silva, Renato Sanchez, Ruben Neves, Joao Moutinho, <laughs> uh, Rafa Silva, William Carvalho. Uh, I, I'm sure you've heard of this guy, Gonzalo Guedes is from Valencia. Yeah. Okay, Rafa Silva, Nuno Mendes. That's their, mid, that's their midfield. And this is their forward. 
கிறிஸ்டியானோ ரொனால்டோ ஜாவ் ஃபீலிக்ஸ் டியோ ஜோட்டா ஆண்ட்ரோ செல்வா அண்ட் பெட்ரோ கொஞ்சால்வஸ் so that is a stacked team in itself wow. it's if that team can that, put it together like i mean they definitely stand a chance to go pretty deep in the tournament like how yeah, how yeah. would you play that you played ronaldo down the middle no you played ronaldo on the left you would play him as you play him as a striker you would you okay, play ronaldo yeah. play ronaldo striker diego jota on the left you play bernardo silva on the right bruno fernandes behind uh, ronaldo you play uh, neves and mutinho maybe i don't know uh why do you want to break the wolves partnership uh cancelo on one side semido on one side ruben diaz and i don't know pepe pace i think gorero plays instead of pepe i think i think pepe will start he's 38 years old i don't know if he is i don't think he's playing still good still good no doubt i mean uh but yeah i think i just think rafael gorero the guy from borussia okay i think he plays uh and about patricio <laughs> I think Portugal are about to sweep this group. <laughs> <laughs> so I think yeah like uh, having said that I think France and Portugal finished one and two Germany uh, finished third and they get through as one of the the top th- uh, the top four uh, placed uh, third third place teams and I I'm sorry Hungary but you're in a very difficult group. No, you so what? I think so what like like uh, Dodi and me have France winning you and Akshay have England winning so how do we do a tiebreaker okay we start off with this okay okay uh-huh. so if England the group stage bet is if England or France end up winning it like the other faction has to buy them beer but Fair if enough. yeah and when it comes and to the, the no wait that, that come to the, so in the knockouts we'll obviously revise this we'll we'll make this dinner so whichever team progresses further counts so say if neither france nor england win whoever progresses further yeah okay fine cool i think i okay. think by the looks of it uh from what we've all chosen <laughs> i think france and england are going to meet uh in the knockout stage that depends that depends on how the fourth place course, teams get course. placed yeah fair enough fair enough yeah Actually, uh, I think it's anyway. time we we start buying beer in stash <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but you know what like let's just quickly speak about the fantasy uh for those for those uh, viewers who are going to tune in i mean for those listeners who are going to tune in uh uh i think the, this fantasy is a little bit more complicated than your regular uh, fpl and the fact that you can make changes from one match day to the next match day which meaning until every team has played one game it counts as match day 1 so you can make a change only after the end of match day 1 so try to form your team in such a way that you'll have players playing uh, for uh, in all in at least a few of the games in match day 1 before you make a change for match day 2 uh, also make sure you have like captains uh, ready and you can make only one captain per match day uh, or rather per day you can change it within a match day but you can't change the team for a match day so say the first round of games happens over i think it happens over 5 days so you can have five different captains over the first 5 days so like first game is italy turkey you can have a captain for uh, say you can have one cap captain for italy uh, the second day you have three games you can have one captain for those three games the third day again there are three games one captain so i, I think you're getting the point so you but you cannot change the entire team for that particular first match day so it's match day 1 match day 2 match day 3 mm. uh, sounds a little complicated but uh, it's just 
uh, I think this is the only way they can make make it happen because it's very simpler, similar to the Champions League uh, uh, fantasy. And I think there's one chip that's the wild card that can be used before the quarterfinal stage. So go about uh, making your team in such a way that uh, you have you have a team that could also play the round of 16. So try to form a team based off of that. Okay. Uh, can we go back to Golden Boot for a hot second? Yeah, sure. Okay, I think the go- okay. So whoever predicts the Golden Boot correctly can also end up winning something, which the other three can decide upon. But uh, okay, Akshay, who do you, who do you have winning the Golden Boot at the tournament? I think Ronaldo is going to win it. He's in good form, scoring form. Okay, uh, Akshay has Ronaldo. Very unimaginative choice, but okay. Sid, who do you have finishing? With the golden boot, the Lord of North London. Oh, I was thinking the same. But the funny thing is, we both pick France. Yeah, <laughs> fuck, we pick someone else. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We we'll either uh, win think... for France or win with England. The golden boot. <laughs> I think the has enough depth for multiple scorers. So I don't know if Kane will. He's on penalties and free kicks, sir. So. Yeah, true, true. Let's see. I was going to say Kane only. Uh, you can take your joint prize. Bin you? I don't. Some left. Don't yeah. give some left field choice. Okay, it's not going to no, happen. No, no. I am like, I was like, who will like, you know, who will take to Kane's chances like a Chaku? I can only think of Romero Lukaku. So, <laughs> Lukaku. I was going to say Lukaku. Yeah, I was going to say Lukaku. <laughs> yeah, he's a good shot. Well. He's a good shot. But yeah. I think Lukaku is highly dependent on whether De Bruyne is fit or not. Correct. Correct. I, I feel... I feel he ha- he has a group that is defensively more frail than the others, which I th- so he's going to do a lot of his goal scoring in the group, but is then going to dry up when it comes to the knockouts. I feel in the group he'll get like four or five, and then he'll get one or two, and then get knocked out as Belgium do. Uh, but I feel Lukaku ends up finishing on top, and I think Anaksha has a point about uh, Kane, where like the goals are a more a more distributed across that front six, so to speak. So, and, I, and with teams going to be attracted towards Kane, it's going to leave spaces for the likes of Grealish, Foden, uh, Sterling. To, I mean, though that's a chance missed in my opinion, but okay, he'll also get chances. Are we also doing the golden uh, glove winner? Yeah, let's do golden glove as well. Who do you think is keeping the most clean sheets to the final? I think Donnarumma is going to keep the most uh, mm, that's clean sheets show. as per his current... Uh, Record in the qualifiers. Donnarumma is a good shout. Actually, I might just win this. Sid, who do you think is going? Are you is going to take that? Loris. Hugo Loris. I don't think he's going to keep a clean sheet against the teams he's going to play against. Oh wait, France is in a tough group. Can I take it back? Uh, <laughs> no nonsense. Enough. No, no, <laughs> enough. You have yeah, to have no choice. Courtois. <laughs> Tivo, no, actually, Tivo is going to concede like a bitch. Uh, I, you know what? I'm just going to say Casper Schmeichel. Okay. Schmeichel. <laughs> Interesting <laughs> choice. Interesting choice. Is he here? I'm just going to go with left field choice to piss you guys off and say De Gea. Okay. <laughs> oh, fuck <laughs> you! <laughs> For all you know, he might. 
Patidev. <laughs> yeah, and if I win something with Dia and you guys lost a final because of Dia, <laughs> it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> What about you, Abin? Hmm. <laughs> Who will I pick? There's only one choice. Who's going to pick? Who's going to pick for this team? I got I viewed Big Jordan is going to be my coach on that note i think that comes brings an end to this podcast we will do a watch along this week i think we'll drop news as to when and where on our instas and our twitter pages but yeah i think this is this will be the first episode that contains our social handles so everybody please send me your social handles uh follow our social handles you can find them in the description where nice people we all have private profiles but we'll open them up for you because we're naturally giving that way Uh, we'll see you on the next episode that should possibly be on monday or tuesday i think tuesday is when the next episode tuesday be out tuesday is when the first uh, first round is uh, first round gets completed on tuesday like the first round of fixtures get completed on monday evening i think or monday night okay, okay. So, so we could we could probably do like a tuesday podcast done so tuesday i think tuesday wednesday should be the next episode and until then you guys take care have a great start to the euros at least this football for the next one month hopefully we don't go back into another week of lockdown even though i feel we're going to be phased out uh for the remaining weeks but let's see uh, take care we'll see you soon